Hello, you beautiful Americans. Good morning. Hmm. It's been too long. It has been too long. I missed y'all. I missed y'all. We did. Missed it's been everybody. Been kind of a busy, crazy last. Oh, we're gonna be going on. Crap! Has it been two weeks since? It's been like fifteen days, I think. Yeah. We keep having to freaking apologize, man. Yeah. We're seeing people in in the streets, and they're. You know, our our people need entertainment. They do. They need when they're at work. They need this good conversation, this they, awesome stuff. They need us in their ears. Mm-hmm. Is that too far? Nah. No, I could have taken it too far, but luckily you're I talking to me. I mean, really, that's true. We are. Since when do we go too far? That's true. <laughs> All right, mm. my beautiful people, sipping on some sipping good coffee. Good Joe, early in the morning, busy schedules, families, kids, sun ain't even up yet. Oh, man. It's dark. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know how you're sitting over here in freaking t-shirt. I'm like, put my sweatshirt on. It's freaking oh, I, I just got off shift and wrapped up at the old house of iron, so. Oh, there you go. I'm nice and blood's pumping ready to rock. Hell yeah. Ready to rock. Those calves, man. Them calves, though. They're so loud, I'm surprised people can't hear them right now. How about them calves? Boom. And boom. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be one of those days. It is. Beautiful people. Man. We're going to have a lot to talk about today. It's going to be a good hero talk. I'm I'm excited for that one. And I think today we're going to talk about America. Not now. We're not going to talk about political bullshit. No politics. No politics. No politics, no weather. But it's dark. Don't forget. That's weather. I can see stars. It's a clear day. But we're going to we were discussing <laughs> off air a little bit how between the two of us, Josh and I have been to damn near well, at least every state in the Union. I'll say that. Yep. And probably quite a few in the Confederacy. <laughs> but, and it never really, you know, we've talked about it a little bit here and there, and we wanted to save the big conversation for the show. But it amazes me how you go to different parts of the country, and people are so different. Oh, man. I think my the biggest change, that or the biggest difference I've noticed was this last trip over in uh wisconsin Mm -hmm. it was people are just and i'm not gonna start dissing on wisconsin wisconsinans yeah wisconsins however the hell you want to say it (laughs) because if we start getting out there to those listeners i'm gonna be like oh fuck josh and jared they talk shit about us yeah i'm not saying we love america oh we do people are just different it takes all shapes sizes and types to make the world go around exactly except pedophiles they can go fuck themselves yeah no shit fucking oh man go off on a whole rabbit hole in that one but anyhow well i'm sure we'll cover that in a in a soon to be episode there'll be a lot of curse words probably there'll be a lot of curse words it'll be like the florida thing all over again oh man yeah we're gonna have to start censoring this thing and then my convert my side of the thing is gonna be like mother beep 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 it's gonna be like it if you were to beep out a episode of south park yeah it's gonna sound like a fucking cricket when you're trying to sleep camping and the fuckers won't <laughs> shut up yeah no kidding oh shit but no i've been over on the east coast um between a few states that i bounced around a little bit while i was training over there in the military mm-hmm. and then illinois arkansas so Wisconsin. I think the big question, in your opinion, and then I'll throw mine in there, mm-hmm. compared to the Pacific Northwest, what area has been the most different, biggest change? Like environment for the good like, and the bad. Let's go good, good and bad. So you're talking about like environmental, like like weather, trees, and all that shit, or like people. You mean Portland? Life? 
No, I'm just yeah, fuck. <laughs> that's yeah, that's like an alien city, man. Oh god. Yeah, they bring they bring out good beer though, so we can't but, do this too hard. But no, I guess I just mean because like obviously, you look in the Pacific Northwest or Idaho, Washington, whatever, mm-hmm. Oregon, California, wherever the hell you're from, right? And then you just look at like how people react. You know what I mean? Or I guess just like the gen. We'll go general vibe. I guess you could call it that. That would be the. The one that I noticed, like, the biggest difference between our valley and what I'm used to is probably Green Bay. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if it's their long-ass winters. Probably. Or what. But, like, walking down the street, you see people, you know, you smile, say hi, or hey, how's it going? And I'd say about 85% of the time, people just look at you kind of like this blank stare and just keep walking. Here or Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Oh, people just glare at you and keep on moving. Yeah, they do. It's like they they do that here, and they're dull ass personalities sometimes. Now, there's don't get me wrong. I'm not dissing on Wisconsin. There's plenty of dull ass personalities around here, but it was like the general. That was the consensus. Yeah, but everybody there was like nobody was like super spunky, friendly, fun, outgoing. It was just kind of I don't know. It was like it was like a state of homeschooled kids. No, I can say that, but (laughs) it's like they just got chucked into a fun environment because Green Bay was awesome. I loved it. Big cities. There's, in my opinion, there's some big cities, and this is the only way I know how to put it because we all know it. There's big cities out there that know how to be big cities. Yeah. And then there's big cities out there that have no fucking clue how to be big cities. Oh, man. And people are just go, go, go. And they're just freaking. Yeah. And people are just go, go, go. They're assholes. They don't know what they're doing. They can't drive. And I think Green Bay has going for them is their population is only about 104,000. Oh, that's damn. I not, thought it was way bigger than that. Right? And I thought so, too. But it's a pretty small freaking town, especially for one that... Sounds like the whole damn town can fit in Lambeau Field. Oh, yeah. No shit, right? Yeah. they. Uh, and for someone who has an NFL team, you would think that they'd be fucking huge. Mm-hmm. But no. They're, you know, they're... They have quite a bit. So you have, like, you have Green Bay, and then you have Ashwabana. Mm-hmm. Which is another city. They're all just kind of like interconnected. And then you have the Oneida tribe, right. which is um, kind of a huge part of that Green Bay area. The metropolitan area yeah. kind of thing. And so it was lots. So there is a lot of money in Green Bay itself, especially because yeah. of the team, obviously. But, I mean, the food was amazing. Yeah, one of my favorite things going on the topic, like businesses and stuff, one of my favorite things was is all of their like restaurants there's a couple dive bars there sure every town has them but yeah this one place that we went to was um Anduzi's is what it was called and it had like this rooftop um half open half covered kind of bar seating area where you could go up there and you could order all your food or you could sit there and drink and there was like freaking those you know those propane fire like long yeah. things yeah yeah yep. these were the rectangle I think we ones. FaceTimed while you were there yeah, I exactly. saw that I saw yeah. them in the uh, background right and so I was like this is sweet the, the last night we were there because we got out it was a half day training I think we got there at like two or three and we sat there and I had many Jack and Cokes actually okay I take that back that. I had Seagram's and Coke, which is the first time I've ever had Seagram's. And it wasn't oh. horrible. It's just sweeter. The only reason yeah. I did that was because Jack and Cokes weren't on the two-for-one. 
So oh, you yeah. are strategizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After, you know, quality, started, quantity over quality. Exactly. And I couldn't get any like good bourbons or scotches because those weren't on the two for one, of course. Oh, hell no. Those are on the fucking. Yeah. Here. One for two. A, yeah. No shit. Right. <laughs> a brief pause for a coffee sip there. Yep. Double, but, double coffee sip pause. Mm-hmm. But it was like, and then right across the corner was another bar just like it. Or it, yeah, it was a bar, but they did food too. Mm-hmm. And this one was freaking awesome too. It was like everyone had their own theme and everything. And it was just, I don't know. It was fun. I loved it. I'm like, why the hell can't the Valley have anything like that? It was, we have a couple of pretty yeah. decent restaurants, but like I love sitting down on a rooftop, you know, especially when it starts cooling down on the, you know, in the summer or during the fall and yeah. you can sit up there with a sweatshirt and you got a drink in hand, you know, maybe you got a fire or something and you just sit live band it's, came it's, in on Friday up there too. It's pretty much just like, well, I don't want to say a corporate, but it's pretty much like they put on a backyard barbecue. Yeah. Every every night. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Cuz you can sit outside around a little bonfire thing with a drink in your hand. Right. With either your own group of friends or meet new people, whatever uh-huh. your personality fits. You're like, fuck yeah, that's yeah. a good time. Exactly. And I'll say though, another thing I noticed too, and I didn't go to any clubs or anything, of course. I don't think I've ever been to a club, but those people there, everybody that I saw dancing, because there's a live band on Friday, mm-hmm. and then downstairs, <clears throat> they play more like club type music, and they have a little dance floor and stuff. Uh-huh. Nobody really like knows how to dance, I don't think, and I'm not saying I do. Does anyone at all know how to dance? Really? No, I don't. No, see, no. <laughs> on that topic, at least when you start getting drinking, you start not giving a fuck, and so you That's just start true. pumping out some moves that you didn't even know you had, and it, it, it's maybe you know not half bad. But you get white girls up there doing this like awkward overman uh white man overbite kind of movement so uh, yeah doing this yeah, nothing pretty much just how, how i dance yeah like when i get really good and liquored up yeah except for you're sexy when you do it <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't choke Thanks, on your coffee man. Thanks, man. almost <laughs> did I spit the coffee all over the damn microphone mm. but. oh shit but yeah no it was actually i mean i enjoyed the trip in the aspect of the places it was cool there was new places to go i mean there wasn't anything to do except for oh that's right did i tell you i won a steak eating competition what no yeah i didn't tell you that no it was you told me they taught you how to use a ham radio that's all you told me yeah yeah i'm a ham radio operator now (laughs) was not planning on that (laughs) i was like (laughs) neither was i i was like what the (laughs) fuck I i called called jared up and i'm like hey dude so uh I'm a ham radio license. He's like, <laughs> he didn't even know what to say. He's like, <laughs> what the fuck? That's like, that's like borderline. Like if I went to a training and came back and you're like, how was it? And I was like, ah, I'm a certified stagecoach operator now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's what you think of like ham radio is like old ass fucking technology. Uh, I actually even ordered my first ham radio sitting there on the counter. Oh, fuck it. Hobby. Yeah. Everybody needs hobbies. Hell yeah. Getting to bow hunting here in a little bit. I'm, we'll talk about that later on. Oh, hell yeah. But where was I going before I went on a rabbit trail? I think we were talking about, uh, you were talking about Wisconsin and like the different, how we don't have, yeah, was talking about that. basically we don't have a lot of shit to do here. Oh yeah. Yeah. And but like in Wisconsin or big cities, you know, but yeah. I think I honestly have a kind of a rebuttal because I've had a state competition. That's what it was. Oh, the state competition. You're I'm right. going to call it what it is. Yeah. It was <laughs> called the beef eater. <laughs> At least it wasn't called the meat muncher. That's true. <laughs> it would have been a way cooler t-shirt though. Yeah. Meat muncher champion. But that was the first place we went to on Monday after we got out of training and everything. We went to, 
I can't remember the name of the girl. Oh, but you did tell me about this, but tell our beautiful America. This was this. I don't. If this doesn't scream America, I don't know what does. You go in there, you sit down, you tell the waitress what you want, and they give you the option either they cook it and bring it out to you, or and everybody's like, "That's what you do at a restaurant." No, yeah. you have the option of ordering up this steak. You go and pick out your steak, and then you grill it yourself. And these are big monster charcoal grills. Oh. All just badasses sit there, freaking nice big brick grill with. I mean, they probably empty three, four bags of those. Oh, who makes it? The Kingsford. Brickettes. Yep, Kingsford Brickettes. Oh, freaking laid out in their nice freaking hot fire. Going. I bet they put like wood chunks in there too, didn't they? Oh, it smells amazing. God damn. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Cherry wood or something yeah. like that. So I'm going up there. I was originally going to do a ribeye, which is like a <gasps> twenty to. It said twenty to thirty ounce steak is what Shit. it was. I was like, yeah, perfect. The beef eater's 40 ounces. And I was like, man, I've never eaten that much freaking steak before. Can so I get a to-go box? That's That was the thing. I was I was like, yeah, you know, I don't really want to take anything back to the hotel. I'm pretty freaking hungry. So I go up there, and I'm looking at the ribeye, and I'm looking at the beef eater. I'm like, that 10-ounce difference really isn't that much. And then I'm looking at the marbling, and, I mean, this isn't just some freaking. It's not just some hunk of oh, cow ass. No, it was some Wisconsin beef bud. Oh, yeah. It's like some it's like some Wisconsin Wagyu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> S&P the choice for me. <laughs> well, you better uh, have grilled it with S&P. Oh man. Oh, that's that's all I did. Nope, salt I, and pepper heavily. Cook at 400. Right. Let's sit for 2 minutes down the hatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, don't get I'm not going to get you started. I one time we went to Spokane. That's show all ever. you did. <laughs> it was so stuck in my head, dude. I couldn't <laughs> stop. Awesome. It was literally one of those things. I was annoying myself, and I couldn't <laughs> fucking stop doing it. That was good. Especially after I had a couple of beers. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, even more so. But no, I grabbed this big old hunk beef of beef. Eater. I'm like looking at this, the, the beef eater chunk of meat. And I'm like, oh, God, that looks good. Like this one right on top was perfect. I mean, just a nice thin piece of fat down one side, and then Ooh. this marbling that was just. All throughout. Yeah. It, it would turn a grown man on. Yeah, I'm already kind of getting in there. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't, don't scare the children. Shimmy in the chair. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I slide this guy on my plate, go over to the grill, freaking throw some S&P on there, <gasps> uh-huh. and a uh, little bit of butter. Did they just have all the seasonings right there ready yep. for you to yep. just they do had, what you wanted? They had, like, garlic salt, S, and they had salt and pepper, and then they had, a, like, a traditional, a like, a Lowry's kind of. Oh, yeah, like yeah. all-purpose Johnny's or Lowry's or something Right. Like so I threw it on there, and I mean, this is a big chunk of meat, and honestly, I've never cooked a steak that thick before. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm keeping it, trying to cook it nice and slow, and I did. I cooked it freaking phenomenal, if I don't say myself. Throw it right in the middle of the fire to finish her off with a nice mm-hmm. little char. Fucking A. Go over there, Paul, and the thing is with this competition, you got to eat every fucking piece, like the fat and everything. Well, it didn't, it wasn't just the meat, right? It came with like sides or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So you then, <gasps> after you eat, with the steak, you also had to have two pieces of Texas toast, uh-huh. a salad, a salad and a baked See, potato. That's but where the salad can only it can be as big as you want it. So you just take it and you just drop some lettuce and shit on there, and then some dressing and boom. Okay, because I was about to say the, sa- the salad is where they lose. Like I'll lose the challenge if it's like a normal. I hate fuck lettuce. But you get a medal. 
Yeah, but now that you tell me, like, the the salad, I can, like, put one leaf on the plate and then a little bit of dressing, and it's a salad. I'm See, fine with that. You're going to put this, like, little chunk of freaking iceberg on there and then drench it in ranch and just hold your nose. It's like trying yeah. to feed a kid peas. And it'll be the first. <laughs> no, literally, what I would do is I'd cut off the biggest, like, a good-sized chunk of that delicious steak, mm-hmm. and then I'd put the leaf on it, and then I'd just eat that. But it'd be so much steak, I wouldn't even taste the lettuce. Yeah, right. It'd just be steak. <laughs> And then I'd follow that up with like three more bites of steak just to make sure I didn't taste it. Yeah. No, you, Fuck that. You, Fuck that. The fuck lettuce thing runs deep in your veins. It does. I don't like it. Yeah. Especially iceberg. I, oh, I'm, I don't like iceberg I'm either. like a texture eater. And it's like iceberg is like cold and crunchy and... Ugh. Texture eating. Does that go back to our previous conversation before we went live? Probably. <laughs> Almost definitely. Yeah. Anyhow, moving on. And moving on. Before we get kicked off of every podcast. <laughs> every podcasting platform is going to blacklist us. How'd that damn, white, how'd that damn uh, steak challenge go for you there, bud? That's the thing. So, like I said, it was really hard to cook this big, thick chunk of meat. Well, you're probably yeah. nervous, too, because you're like, I do not want to fuck this up. Oh, no. Cause it, and you know, that's another thing for a 40-ounce ch- chunk of beef. It was only 30 bucks. What? And it tasted for a funny. forty ounce hunk, of, that's less than a buck a pound, dude. Or me, an ounce, I mean. So the guy that um, picked us up from the airport, one of Captain's old buddies, cool ass dude. Um, he paid for all our meals, and I kind of glanced at the bill to see what it was because I'm like, oh fuck, we all just ate like big ass, big steak. ass fucking man meals. Uh-huh. And it was, it was right at a hundred dollars for the three of us. We all had so steak. You, you drinks. had the meat eater. Did I mean, they have like fancy steaks too, or did they um, have just the like normal? The guy who picked us up, he got a. Uh, it was like a teriyaki flank steak or something like that, and just oh, marinated nice. in teriyaki. It looked oh, pretty nice. good. Um, and then Captain, I don't know what he had. He had some something. Some hunk of meat. Yeah, but it was a. Uh, it was like a hundred bucks. I mean, you take like me and you to go here in town and eat. Say we were to get like just like a piece of. Oh shit, New York strip or something like that, or even just a T bone. That's a twenty dollar. That's a twenty five dollar steak. Yeah, and it's only what for an maybe eight, 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 for an eight nine ounce, ten ounce, maybe exactly. And uh, that I've eaten that before, and I don't feel yet. And after I ate this though, like so, the inside was pretty. It was pretty much on the rare side, uh-huh. but it tasted oh god, just fucking phenomenal. Melt away. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. And after I ate everything, I'm sitting there thinking I'm gonna have this rock in my gut, like just oh my god, I ate some uh-huh. shit. I was like. I feel pretty good. That wasn't too bad. Carnivore protein. Hell yeah. That's all it was. Hell yeah. It was, oh man, it was delicious. That's what I hate. One of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm cooking steak, because I don't care. If you're, And there's plenty of women out there that will understand what I'm saying too. When you're cooking a damn beautiful hunk of meat and you know it's a beautiful hunk of meat, mm-hmm. and then somebody fucks with your process of cooking said beautiful hunk of meat, Oh yeah, that pisses me off. Oh fuck yeah, and that's when I was that like, I get to grill my own shit. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Well, then it's like, like I like to grill. I like a hot, like a flaming hot grill. Like crank that bitch up as high as it's gonna go. Oh fuck yeah. And then I do. I don't like that. Uh, you know, tap the palm of your hand or your cheek and like rare. I can't do that shit. It all feels the same to me. Oh yeah. No, you know the, what I mean. No, that, the only thing I do that's like kind of maybe similar to that is you uh-huh. pick pick that bitch up in the middle uh-huh. and as how how it kind of flops over. That that's one that's yeah, one way to do it. That's the only way I, to do it, but that whole poking it shit. Yeah, yeah fuck no. no. Honestly, I'm a timing guy. Like I crank that fucking grill up all the way uh-huh. and then slap depending on the thickness, of course. Usually if it's like an inch and a half, two inches, something like that. I'll flop that bitch on the grill and it's five minutes on one side and flip 
And then depending on if you want it on the rare side, the medium side, or the well-done side, it's three minutes, five minutes, or seven minutes. Perfect. Yeah. That's all it is. This and one then is- you take that shit off, put it on a some kind of cooking tray or something, put a big old glob of butter on top of that mm-hmm. bitch, and then wrap that tray in foil, and you let that thing sit for about five to ten minutes. Shit, yeah. And, <gasps> yeah, buddy. You know something I found, and I'll, I'll we'll digress, we'll digress off of this whole meat cooking stuff. Um, but one of my favorite things we're to making do, our audience hungry. We are. We're making me hungry. I'm hungry as shit now. I'm hungry, and it's like I've got a while before breakfast. But um, I found that what I like to do is I like to get about I'll do about thirty minutes or so on high smoke on the grill on the uh-huh. pellet grill. Uh-huh. Those pellet grills are such. They change the game. Oh man, big time. Sorry, so to I make get that. Job, but fuck, they're good. They're fucking yeah, like it, yeah. The meat cooking or any food freaking changes tremendously when you have one of those. But anyways, yeah. Throw it on there and get that smoke rolling in there, kind of soak it into that top layer, mm-hmm. and then usually, actually, what I do is I'll go into um, the house and I'll have the oven. I'll crank that bitch up to five hundred. Uh-huh. Use cast iron because you can can't throw go, that shit in can't hot. Can't go wrong with cast iron, right? Throw her in there, olive oil. Do not do butter. I learned the hard way on that one. Butter does fucking annihilate at 500 degrees. It it doesn't. It'll burn. It burns. Burns it like burns. a motherfucker. Yeah. Yep. Butter burns. Yep. Throw some olive oil in there and maybe add a little bit extra spice on top of your steak or whatever uh-huh. before you throw it in there. Throw that bitch in there and there. And I like medium rare is my thing. Three minutes. Three to four minutes each side. Bring that thing out. Cut yep. it. Perfect fucking cut me you got that smoke layer yeah oh god smoke ring is what it's called now that oh, everybody man. is like running to the grocery store to get their fine ribeye steak and oh, throw man. that bitch on the grill hell yeah bring it on over i'll grill it for you for free oh dude but that's what and that's what i kind of miranda and i have a lot of things in common but appreciation for fine steak is not one of them uh. so like i'll cook a perfect ribeye or something like that and right. I'm, pr- I'm proud of it and like i'm enjoying it uh-huh. and she just eats it yeah and i'm like you didn't even enjoy it Right? You just ate it. Oh, man. And even when I was cutting this beef eater steak, I was like looking at him like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I almost want to video this whole thing. It's like Amanda. She doesn't. <laughs> she likes her meat. Like, she loves. She likes well-cooked food. Like, she enjoys good steak and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But she does it, like, medium at the lower end of, like, she likes her shit brown all the way through. I'm like, oh, you take out so much flavor. Yeah, you take out a lot. Like, see, I don't even. I like my stuff. Like straight down the middle, medium, mm-hmm. and sometimes I feel like even that's a little too much. Yeah, see, it's a, you get you start getting that medium side, and then well done. Yeah, you take out those natural juices and everything. Yeah, now, well, you, you're taking out that like the fat is melting into the meat. Right, and when you cook it all the way through, it's that fat's coming out. Exactly, because yeah, that meat starting to dry it up. That a meat bit. is going to become so tense, it's going to push all that shit out. Yep. Exactly. But that's, I think the, my problem with that is like, I've tried a long time ago. I should try it again. I've tried to cook steaks on the more rare side and I always ended up fucking it up. Yeah. Like it was too, like it was cold in the fucking middle. Yeah. But I was, I was young and dumb. I bet I could probably get it now. There's an art, there's an art to it. It's a, it's an art form. Just wait till you have kids all of a sudden, boom, you're this amazing concierge of meat cooking. Well, fucking A. Even if I believe it now. You already are. So anyways, I think we should move on because I think either people are getting hungry and they've turned us off by now. Yeah. Or B, they're like, fuck. <laughs> We've got a couple of vegetarians listening. Like, oh, they hate us. Yeah, fucking A, I am. 
<laughs> but, okay, so fine. did you win the challenge? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I got a medal and everything. Oh, nice. Okay, shit, good. you nut. <laughs> good, good. Wash it down with a few Jack and Cokes. And I'm not a Jack and Coke person usually. Like, you know, we've talked about it. Drink a good glass of liquor of some sorts. That's what I'm all about. But God dang, two drinks over there, and I could have bought my own damn bottle. Yeah. So I'm like, any any big city bar though, that's what you're gonna get. Yeah. So I back, I had to back up to Jack and Cokes, yeah. double talls. That's my thing. Like even the like talking about Wisconsin, like I uh, got sent down to Vegas for a training not oh, that yeah. long ago, right? And stayed in a hotel right on Fremont, mm-hmm. and I was it was me and another officer that were at this training, and we decided we were gonna walk Fremont because it was our first night there, right? <clears throat> and I think he'd been to Vegas, but it'd been years and years, and I've never been to Vegas, right? Except driving through. Mm-hmm. And so I go down to the lobby, and I get down there before him. And there's a bar in the lobby, of course, because it's fucking Vegas on Fremont. And I'm like, yeah, screw it, I'll sit down. And sometimes when I like a clean buzz, I'm a gin and tonic guy. Oh yeah, I'm a fancy broad like that. You basic white bitch. I'm a I'm a fancy. It's not pumpkin spice. Since I'm not a basic. Oh, you might be onto something. Uh-oh. <laughs> But so I sit down at this bar and this bartender woman comes up to me and she's like, oh, what can I get you? And I order my drink and all, that's all I said was gin and tonic. And her immediate response was $13. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) what? I'm like, I mean, I already ordered it, so I'm not going to sit there and be like, never mind. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I give her slider a 20 and I'm like, damn, like this better be some, like some high class gin she pulls out of that damn shelf. Right pours in my damn drink nope she pulls monarch oh jesus and i'm like gin's not even expensive was it aviation is the stuff that we like right yeah a bottle of monarch is like 10 bucks yeah so i literally got one drink which was like an ounce and a half of gin yeah and i paid for a bottle holy shit and And that's the thing aviation is my favorite yeah an american gin that's actually the only Uh, gin i've had you're the one who turned me on a gin and tonics yeah it's good it's a good clean it's good shit so on that okay i got a Go on a little bit of a rabbit trail. Oh, you're good. Tonics. You're good. So when I was laid up on, you know, at home, hurting a little bit, uh, we you came over that one night and we freaking, I think we polished off damn near a whole bottle of gin. Damn near. Yeah. It was and it was a bonding I, moment. Yes, it was. <laughs> we have a lot of those. Yeah. But anyways. Um, this is turning from an America episode to just a meat and booze episode. Know, right? <laughs> really How quick. much more American can you get than that? Fuck, you're onto something there. Right. You got uh, me there. Oh, shit. But no, so I'm sitting there and I'm noticing, I'm like, okay, maybe it's the liquor working, but I noticed that my leg and everything is just kind of, my muscles are relaxed a little bit and I'm not hurting as bad. I'm thinking, okay, you know, alcohol does help with the pain while at least takes your mind off it, if anything. And I look it up, gin and tonics, and it's not really so much as actually the gin, but tonic water has a natural muscle relaxant in it. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. So that's when, remember, that I started I buying always, the shit out of gin? Is that always why I get so fucking tired after I drink a couple no, gin and tonics? No, that's actually why. Yeah. No, tonic. And actually, they say, so if you're wanting to, <laughs> so if you're at night. If you're wanting to put yourself to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If you're wanting to put yourself to sleep, it is a good drink to have. It's a good nightcap. Um, but if your night is going to entail any intimacy, um, don't Uh-oh. take it because I was looking at it. I was like, one of the f- people were like, one of the biggest complaints of when people have gin and tonics uh-huh. is, um, yeah, certain things don't work as well. You you work your way up to the failure to operate a yeah. little faster. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. So, <coughs> but anyways. Drink responsibly. Yes, please. 21 means 21. Yeah. 
But I think, and then even talking about, I can't, I was going to bring up the people of Las Vegas. But oh, I don't, sorry for interrupting that part. Oh, no, 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 you're good, you're good. I'm just talking about, because you were talking about Wisconsin, so I was going to come back with my own city. Right. Or Green Bay, to be specific. I can't really say the people of Las Vegas. Yeah. Because. It's such a diverse city, and some people are visiting, is, right? Well, Las Vegas itself, like there's North Las Vegas and stuff like that that's more like normal kind of big city. People actually live there. Right. Las Vegas, people don't live in Las Vegas. Right. You know, some people might like way off the strip or something like that. Right. But for the most part, like it was a random ass group of people that Mm -hmm. probably were just visiting like me. Right. Oh, yeah. I did get to see some cool shit though. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. I have yet to go to Vegas. That's not one thing we want. Oh, I made a connection in Vegas, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. No, she's like, oh, I live down in Vegas. She's lived there for years. And she's like, anytime you and the wife are coming down or something, she's like, just give me a call. I'll tell you the best places to go, best places to eat, where's the best place to park if you're wanting to run down the strip. I was like, sweet. Fucking so, A. Yeah. So I saved I saved her number. I was like, hell yeah. Fucking that's, A. That's because that's the problem, you know, when you go to a new place. You're like, okay, you're looking up on Google. You have no and, fucking idea what to do. And then you ask someone at a freaking little 7 and 11, like, oh, where's a good place to go? And they send you to somewhere and you damn near get your kidney taken out. Yeah, yeah, you do. That happened in Seattle when we went, went to watch a football game. Someone's like, oh, yeah, this place has got great food, great drinks, go in there. And I walked in there, and I'm pretty yeah. sure the place went cricket quiet because they're like, oh, white people. I'll bet you they have good body parts. Oh, God. <laughs> it was like, we're like, you gotta, yeah, no. Nope. If you're going to travel like that, you got to trust somebody you know. You can't just trust some fucking jack off. You know what the weird thing was in Seattle? So I go over there and I'm like, you know, I'm wanting a good bourbon. And uh-huh. I cannot remember the name of it to save my life. I always mess it up, so I'm going to try. I'm like, okay, I'll take a, I'm like, what do you recommend for a good bourbon? She's like, oh, we got this one. It's actually um, distilled in Waitsburg. Uh-huh. And I think that's what it was. Anyways, um, I'm like, cool. How much? Uh, how much is it? She's like, she said it was it was nine dollars for uh, a one finger, I think. And she brings it over and she actually gave me she gave me like a two finger. Was, oh, nice. Give me a little extra. Freaking tastiest freaking bourbon I've had in a long time. One of my favorites. I actually, found it up at Total Wine and More. Well, there um, you go. And then, so I had another one, and she's like, you want a two-finger? I was like, yeah. She came back, and it was more than a two-finger. It was like one of my two-fingers. Maybe two she fingers. just got fat-ass fingers. Maybe. <laughs> no, she, I, I actually, you know, it's funny. I thought the same thing, and I looked at them. They weren't. She was just being nice, I think. And uh, I only ended up paying, I think, like, man, 16, 17. She didn't charge me the full price for them. It was like 16, 17 bucks for two good. I got a nice, decent buzz off it. That's not bad. In Seattle, I was like, I'm thinking like the Vegas thing. Yeah. Like, Amanda went down there with her mom. Vegas? And Yeah. Oh. And it was $20. Was it $20? Yeah, she told me one time. It was something stupid for two Coors Lights. And she's oh, like, yeah. that's the price of a Sixer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I had the same experience when we, later on in the trip, you know, we go to, you gotta, you wanna go eat at like all the famous places like Dick's where the waiters are notoriously assholes to you right. what is they must have got complaints or something because they weren't that bad really no is that it was what, a letdown is that the one if you don't finish your meal too they spank you i don't know i didn't see that but i also how many weird people do I'm you think also, go there that have like a fetish for getting spanked and they're like oh i didn't finish my meal you order, have to spank me yeah, now <laughs> they order like an appetizer and then they're like oh i didn't finish it yeah no i didn't see any of that but i'm also a fat kid and i ate all my food yeah right 
but remember what place it is that does that. Anyways, but it was just it. I don't know how to really put Vegas. Like Vegas is for a certain kind of people, and I'm not that kind of person. Yeah, because yeah. it's fucking. It is notoriously expensive. Mm-hmm. And honestly, unless you and if you gamble, yeah, you might win. Odds are you're gonna fucking lose. A you lot know. of money, probably. Yeah, like the house always wins. That kind of stuff. Right. Um, but I'm just—it's just not my cup of tea, man. Yeah, I think what we need to do, maybe like me, you, Amanda, Miranda. Now another thing is too, when you're going down for like training and shit, you can't really let loose. Yeah, because you got enjoy, shit to do. You got shit to do. You can't get fucked up and get roofied and stuff. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. But then even you look. Roofies. That's illegal. Yeah, don't talk about <laughs> roofies. But even you look, I was thinking about it too. Like after I got back, I was thinking about like the hotel room. Uh huh. And like it was, I stayed in like a pretty well-known Las Vegas hotel. Right. Um, but then I get in my room and it's like, okay, my room had a bed, a TV, a dresser, a table, and that was it. And then obviously like a bathroom. It's like going to stay in a motel eight almost. Pretty much. But it's like, you know, you look at like all the little tricks and shit that Las Vegas does. Right. Like there's no clock in your fucking room. There's oh, really? N- there's no alarm clock because they oh. don't want you to know what fucking time it is. Huh. There's no mini fridge because I they don't, don't want you drinking. They don't liquor. want you putting your own beer in a mini fridge or putting your own liquor in a in a mini fridge. Right. They want you to go down to the lobby and buy their fucking liquor because yeah. they're the only ones that have cold liquor. Right. You know, and there's just there's no microwave because they want you to go buy their food. They don't want you to take hot pockets to your fucking room. Yeah. Shit. And it's just it's all this. Shit. I don't like like if I go to a city. Like, Miranda and I recently, for our uh, anniversary trip, we went to Portland. Uh-huh. I get Portland shit, and it does have its fucking problems, and its libtards and stuff like that. Um, but all in all, it was a good it was a good fucking trip. Oh, yeah. It wasn't bad. Like, we stayed in a hotel right smack dab in the middle of fucking downtown. Mm-hmm. Everything was in walking distance, and anything... That's another good thing about big cities. Anything that wasn't walking distance, uh, you know, we had Uber. Oh, yeah. So yep, used Uber like a bunch in Green Bay. Three, three, four dollars, you know, and we're able to go damn near wherever we want to go. Right. Um, and the prices were fucking normal. Yeah, yeah. Like they weren't, and that's what I liked. It's like the hotel had everything that you need in a normal hotel. Uh-huh. Uh, and everything was decently priced. Right. I mean, considering. And yeah. it's like Vegas just almost, Vegas almost just pissed me off. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. It's like, like shot show is in las vegas every year oh, we're going if, to that shit. if we go to if i get the opportunity to go to shot show but then then again you're in vegas to go to shot show right exactly. you're not you're not just in vegas with a wallet full of cash and the idea that you're gonna make you it big or and get fucked up while you're doing it yeah or you're like oh i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm just gonna go to vegas right it's like that's a recipe for disaster fucking they, they made movies off of it yeah yeah. That's a recipe for losing your mortgage on a fucking roulette table. Oh, God damn. And they will, too, man. Uh-huh. Holy shit. You yep. look at the ATMs in those casinos. Yeah. Now that we're getting back on the America trail, I guess, but m- meat and booze is a good fucking topic, I think. Hell yeah. Um, you go to the ATMs in those casinos, uh-huh. and literally, I've never seen... A, you've never been to Vegas, right? No. So you know how ATM fees are like... Unless you go to an ATM that belongs to your bank, it's pretty fucking customary. Yeah. Guess what the average ATM fee was for an ATM on a casino floor in Las Vegas? 
Three bucks. Ten. Oh, you what? <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Holy the, shit. The lowest one I saw was seven and a half. Holy. Yeah. Seven fifty, and then in a it was a certain big name hotel casino that we were that we went to. Uh, Ten bucks. Luckily, I bank with an awesome bank that reimburses ATM fees. So ten I, fucking dollars. Ten bucks. If you want to pull twenty, you're paying ten. Holy shit, dude! Yeah. Luckily, like I said, my bank reimburses ATM fees, so I was able, I didn't really worry about it. But it was just interesting to see yeah. that shit. Holy crap! But that's the thing is like there's there's cities out there that are they're tourist traps and they know it, and it's like yeah. I'd rather go. There's so many other places. Like when I grow old and have kids and decide to go on family vacations and whatnot. There's so many other places I'd rather go than Las Vegas. Oh man, I I agree. Like I'm, I grew up going to the coast. We've talked about that before. Yeah, and I loved it. And now that I'm older, when one of the last times I went with mom and dad, um, I I still couldn't. No, no I was drinking. I, I was. I think I just turned 21. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, there's a lot of cool. I, I like breweries. So if I can't oh, get, oh dude, so do I. You know, if I'm not drinking good liquor and there's good breweries around, which actually another thing Green Bay mm. had, which I loved, awesome freaking breweries, so many See, of them. And that's the thing. Some people, in my opinion, because there's those people out there that like to go to art galleries and look at paintings and stuff like that. <laughs> Honest, like making beer or making liquor or barbecuing to a certain extent right. is a fucking art form. Oh, man, yeah. And everywhere you go, it's different. Oh yeah, you I go agree. to you go to Florida, the barbecue's different. You uh-huh. go to Texas, the barbecue will knock your fucking socks off. Right. You go to Wisconsin, they barbecue their asses off. You go oh, to hell yeah. Kentucky, they'll barbecue their asses off. You know, or you oh, go yeah. anywhere like you like you go to Green Bay, and they've got breweries that are just maybe they might be mom and pop breweries that make yeah. a certain kind of beer that you'll never get unless you go back to fucking that Green was, Bay. I think the way most of them were is you can unless you were you know walk into like a little. Like their little chain stores in Green Bay or something, you might find some of their beers. But otherwise, yeah. if you don't buy it, buy their beers from the brewery because they have bottles and cans or you have the ability to fill up a growler Get a or, keg something, or something. Like that. Right? You can't um, you can't find the breweries anywhere, anywhere else in the anywhere else in the country. Which, and that almost makes it more desirable, right? Exactly. Because then it's it becomes one of those things where it's like. If you go to Green Bay regularly for, like, say, business trips, or if you go to Vegas, or well, Vegas has fucking everything, it's just going to cost you six hundred fucking dollars, right? But like using Green Bay as an example, if you go to Green Bay once every six months for a business trip, every time you go to Green Bay, you think I have to go to this fucking brewery. Oh yeah, exactly. Because whether it's they make a damn fine stout or they make a damn fine ribeye or whatever the hell it is, exactly. But like next week, if you and I went to Green Bay for some fucking reason, uh huh. You're gonna want to go back to that steak place. Oh hell yeah! You're gonna want to go back to that brewery. Beef eater competition. See exactly. Yeah. Game or on. Maybe it's a challenge. It's not really a competition. It's more of a challenge. Anyways. Game on. Hell yeah! Nothing like two grown ass men munching down on some meat. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, we're sitting here freaking flinging the cat around on the deck. I know he keeps trying to bite the cables. I caught him gnawing on one earlier, so I'm trying to make sure he doesn't chew something in half. Oh man. Cat needs to go. Anyways, <coughs> I love you, babe. Sorry, I brought the cat home. <laughs> but yeah, so what's an, what's another place that you've gone? And if you say um, Artesia, I will punch you. No, we've talked enough about that desert <laughs> heat stroke inducing hellhole. Oh man, I didn't know um, that you can combine cow shit and oil. See. So recently, 
well, somewhat recently. Mm-hmm. Also got the chance to go to Daytona Beach. Oh, that's in, right. In Florida. That was an interesting one. It yeah. was when it comes to a people standpoint, it was very I mean, again, Daytona Beach is a pretty touristy place. Oh yeah. So you can't really I can't really say the people I interacted with were from Daytona Beach because mm-hmm. I don't know. I was able to uh when I was down there for a week, I was able to go do a ride along with Daytona Beach PD. Oh, that's right. Uh, that was fantastic. I come yeah. to find out the shift that I was doing a ride along on had more people working that t- at that specific time than our entire department, including administration. Holy crap. Yeah. Like it was, I think they had, uh, like me and the officer I was riding with were having a conversation and, uh, I think at the time his shift had 15 cars on the road. Oh, perfect. Huh. That's nice. Yeah. And Daytona Beach is not a big... That's the thing about metropolitan areas. You'll mm-hmm. go from, like, one city to another, and you won't even know you did it. Yep. Yeah, so the, the Green Bay area. The city or the town, whatever you want to call it, of Daytona Beach is not very big. It's just a, you saying that. It's just a matter of how many people live in it. Right. Just super yeah. condensed. And then talking to them, you know, it's pretty much... Uh, because when I was there, it was the early stages of spring break. Right. Um, which he said... Once spring break hits its full swing, that's when the shit hits the fan because you go straight from spring break to International Bike Week. Oh, shit. And you go straight from International Bike Week to the Daytona 500. Oh, crap. So it's like spring break is like the beginning of their shit show. Yeah. And I Hmm. just, you know, of course, curiosity and also being a police officer, you know, you start asking people or, you you know, we're having a conversation and I'm like, well, how bad is, is bike week or how bad is the daytona 500 or spring break or whatever right and he's like oh you come to work and you better expect a you're gonna work a 10-hour shift you're probably gonna go into overtime for like 12 or 14 hours uh-huh. um they pretty much don't do reports unless someone dies oh because huh. there's no time to keep up on them oh yeah no, or that. they're just doing one-liners right you know this happened that happened done right you know uh they're pretty much told if you see somebody with a warrant, unless it's a violent felon, uh-huh. fuck it. Yeah. Like, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Uh, bigger fish to fry. Yeah, bigger fish to fry. And you're going to go from call to call to call to call to call to call to call for 10 straight hours. Damn. And it's like, there's, like, you look at a small department like us, like, we come on shift to relieve day shift or whatever. Mm-hmm. If they had five calls, they're complaining about how busy they were. Right, yeah. And it's like, these guys spend 10 hours going straight from call to call to call to call which i don't know they could have 50 60 calls in a day i don't know holy shit dude like that's even even though you don't have to odds are you might have to write reports on like two of those calls that'd be nice yeah, but it would, still it would be kind of nice the day make the day or night just fly by oh yeah but, when you don't even have time to look at your watch and you damn it's probably good for the diet you don't have time to you want to do an intermittent fasting or something yeah, like no that. Yeah, no kidding, right? Do it on your shift. Exactly. But yep. that's even... And then, I guess, I almost want to say Vegas and Daytona would be kind of the... But I can't really say it was the people from there. Uh-huh. But that was the people that really just weren't very talkative or nice or interactive right. or anything like that. Yeah. Then you go to the middle of this fine country. Uh-huh. And you visit Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas... Like that. I never right. been up north like the Dakotas or Nebraska or anything like that. You're not missing much. Yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> but like Oklahoma, for instance, we made the trip down there 
three years ago, 2016, uh-huh. when we had to go down for a for a funeral. Oh, and uh, that was good lord dude like you you talked about walking down the street in green bay and saying hi to somebody and they just kind of glare at you right you walk down the street in oklahoma and say hi to somebody you know you almost don't want to say hi to people because you're pretty much opening up a whole goddamn conversation <laughs> like it's everybody's it, friendly as shit down there it is well i mean and it's it's refreshing don't get me wrong but right. it's almost like i remember specifically we were at uh we were at a church having like a basically the funeral reception thing uh-huh. and Miranda and I were approached by people that were relatives of ours but we haven't like Miranda had obviously never met them and I I think the last time I was told I saw them I was four right you know so it was 20 21 years ago mm-hmm. um, and they were so it was it was the I guess it was they were so nice Miranda and I honestly kept looking at each other thinking they were weird Oh yeah, but then after everything and having conversations with them and whatnot, then it clicked in your head because it wasn't just that they were being polite, mm-hmm. but it's like you go some places and like people are nice to you, but it's like the dude at the kiosk in the mall that's trying to sell you some shit, right? That's being super nice to you, right? It's like this was the kind of stuff, and it was all over Oklahoma, uh-huh. uh or and northern Texas, right? Um. Like, these people were super nice to you, talkative, everything like that, but they didn't want anything from you. They're just friendly as hell. They weren't trying to sell you anything. They uh-huh. weren't trying to fucking get you to sign a petition or whatever. Right. Uh, like, we went over, I think my the family f- that I went down there for moved out of Oklahoma in 2002. Yeah. Something like that. Moved up to the New England area. Uh-huh. So when we went back, uh, we drove out to the old town and went and saw the old house that was sold in like 2002. Right. So my family hadn't lived in it Uh that long, however, 14 years or whatever. Right. And we were just going to drive by (coughs) and take a look at it because it was owned by a guy. We ended up meeting him because him and his family were outside and he was a super nice dude. I can't remember his name. Uh, But he worked on the oil fields Uh in Oklahoma. So they bought the house, and I mean, it still looked like the house, right. but it was remodeled, fantastic. They added like a looping driveway, all kinds of stuff Sweet. like that. This guy never met my brother or I in our entire in his entire life. Obviously, we just showed up, and the only reason we stopped in front of the house was my grandmother, being from Oklahoma, just thought she'd try to go talk to him. Right. He let us. We didn't go inside the house, but we didn't really want to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He let us just walk around his house, just me and him. Yeah. Just, no. He was like, yeah, go ahead. Damn. That's, <laughs> that's a trust. You know, because like you said, when different areas, how, you know, people become, you know, trustworthy or, the, you know, the opposite. Or not. Or not. And not just like that, you know, just total strangers. Never yeah. met him before. They're like, yeah, I've had it. But. But that I think that's just the beautiful reason why. America is so goddamn great. Mm-hmm. Take, like you said, it takes it takes everybody to make the world go around, and you know. Even though some of them I hate. Yeah. But if you didn't have your grumpy funker fuckers, you wouldn't appreciate the nice ones as much. Yeah. Yep. Well, now it's that time. Uh, we can go talking forever. It's my favorite time. It's my favorite time. It is. No terrible ego impersonation this time, but. <laughs> 
And we haven't talked about. Have you been to the New England area, Josh? Mm, no, no, I haven't. Okay. Well, see, that's one of the places I've done quite a bit of visiting with uh, one side of the family. Right. And today's hero talk is going to talk about New York City. Hmm? New York City. Oh, New York. The old you might, might city, that one day. city so nice they named it twice. <laughs> uh and we're going we're gonna go way back. We're gonna talk about uh Moira. I'm really hoping I don't butcher that because for God's sake she deserves it. But I'm just gonna go with Officer Smith because that's obviously her last name and I don't wanna sit here and go through a whole segment butchering her first name and right. disrespect it. So the day unfortunately in this hero talk, September 11th, 2001. Mm. Terrible day. Worst day in modern U.S. history. Yes. So, Officer Smith, NYPD, mm-hmm. police officer, 13-year veteran on the force. She is, and I remember previously we talked about uh, John Stewart confronting people about who wanted to cut 9-11 First responders, oh. medical fundings, and things like that. Yeah, remember the part where I said uh, how the first units on scene took five seconds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Officer Smith was the first one there. No shit. Yep. Officer Smith, thirteen-year vet, the NYPD. She was the first officer to report the terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. She saw the first plane hit the first tower. Holy shit! And then, as soon as she saw it. She ran into the tower and immediately began assisting in the evacuation. Wow. So you want to talk about, and we've talked about in the past, you know, police officers getting in, and obviously, or firefighters or military personnel, and it's a situation where a normal person or even your brain to an extent is telling you, uh, no. Yeah. You know, or, uh, hey, bad idea. This isn't just a normal building coming down. It's a skyscraper. Exactly. With what turned out to be the loss of 3000 people. Right. You know, that, that terrible fucking day. Uh-huh. Um, you want to imagine standing on a street corner, working a beat. Yep. Probably the same beat you've worked for five years of your 13 year career. Uh huh. And then all of a sudden a plane crashes into a fucking skyscraper. Yeah. And instead of just standing outside the building, trying to navigate shit like a certain person <laughs> that I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Uh she ran right in. Damn. She ran right in. She was responsible for that 5 seconds. So, uh what the article describes is displaying outward calm, Officer Smith was last seen heading into the South Tower to help evacuate more people. Uh-huh. Uh and then the tower came down. Shit. It was unfortunate. Officer Smith uh, unfortunately, and this is a especially sad part of the day. I'm not sure how they did it exactly, but said in the immediate aftermath of the collapse of the tower, a brief radio transmission from a female officer calling for help was recorded and later identified as officer Smith. Wow. Officer Smith's remains were not recovered until March of 2002. Holy shit. So on f- six months. Yeah. Yeah. Six months later. Unfortunately, wow. Uh, her and there's actually a photo of her escorting a man out of the building 
Uh-huh. Uh, and she's actually got a six gun on her hip. No shit, which huh? Which I thought, 2001, that's not... Yeah, right? I, you know, it's... But at least had Brettas. <laughs> exactly. But... No. Uh, she was... Officer Smith was the only NYPD female police officer to perish at Ground Zero. Uh, and she was survived at the time by a two-year-old daughter and her husband. Damn. Says her coolness under pressure was remembered by a survivor named Martin Glenn, who said, The mass of people exiting the building felt the calm assurance that they were being directed by someone in authority who was in control of the situation. Her actions even seemed ordinary, even commonplace. Mm-hmm. She insulated the evactees, I think that's how you say that word, from the awareness of the dangerous situation they were in, with the result that everything proceeded smoothly. Yeah says an wow. extensive biography was written on Officer Smith, and it includes interviews with her husband, daughter, uh, and there's obviously a link to read it. Right. So, uh, as I said, unfortunately, her remains weren't recovered until March of 2002. Mm-hmm. Uh, her, where did that part of the article go that I have? Here it is. Her shield and 13 collar brass, which is a... Uh, indication that she was assigned to the 13th precinct of the NYPD right. are now preserved in the 9-11 Museum in New York City. Wow. And they have a photo added in here of the of her shield and badge uh, that is on display. Wow. So you want to talk about somebody having some damn gumption. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. She watched a plane crash into a building skyscraper no less yeah and then she just yep i'm gonna go in and there. she's like oh i gotta get them people out of there uh-huh that's that's the job that's what it fucking hero right there oh the only mm-hmm. that's that's the only unfortunate thing is you know it's unfortunate that that day happened in general but right you know unfortunate hero like that you know and that just that just goes to show you too even she didn't just go in get one person out and then say okay i did my part Right. You know, I got one. Right. She kept going back in. And eventually, you know, I don't know if, if they expected it or anything like that. I was obviously in grade school. Right. Uh, when that day happened. But to a certain extent, you got to think you're on scene. you got to think that tower is going to come down eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's uh, not it's going not just going to stand there forever with a gaping hole in it. Right. You know, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. But. She kept going back in, kept pulling people out uh-huh. until that tower literally came down on top of her. Right. Jesus. You know, that's a damn. Yeah. That, that's, it's a hero. Oh yeah. Plain and simple. Cause you know, there were so many heroes that day, but even then you look at current situations that aren't, well, they're, they're tragic. We'll call it like it is, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you look at active shooters or something like that and there's those people that just don't go in or don't do anything. And it's like, no, she knew that day. She was like, I, people are going to die. More people are going to die if I don't do something. Yep. Exactly. And she fucking did it. Yep. So rest in peace, officer Smith. Yes. You're a goddamn American hero. Fuck yeah. And like we always say, it's our job to carry on their stories. It is. Yeah. It really is. But, and that was actually, that story uh, was recommended. Oh, was it? That was a recommended story huh. this fine day from our fantastic audience and listeners. That's awesome. You know, we love it. always a good, keep that stuff coming. Hell yeah. Uh, please do. Built Blue Apparel at gmail.com. Uh, 
always the Instagram, Built Blue Studios. Facebook is up and coming. YouTube coming soon as soon as we get the uh, indoor studio so we're yeah. able to get a consistent setup. and With approval from the, the ladies. With approval from the ladies, yeah. But I think, you know, it's been, this is this is episode Three, eight. eight. Yep. We're on eight. Hell and yeah. And you guys are absolutely phenomenal hell yeah amazing and just helping us enjoy every single bit of what we're able to do here shit yeah and it's all fun we hope y'all are enjoying it if you uh you know email facebook instagram anything anything you want to hear subject matters uh feedback apparel we're still working on that it is a the process is a pain in the ass more than i thought yeah um Always oh, little loopholes to jump through. Exactly. But Heck we're yeah. also going to be, I believe, there is a brewery that will be opening soon. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have us a good old episode at that fine place. When's that happening, Josh? I'm not throwing out dates anymore. I have no idea. <sighs> I'm just, it's it's hopefully coming soon. Very soon. Crap. Yeah. Everybody keeps asking me. And there was a time there where I was told dates. And I'd tell them. And they'd be like, hey, yeah, the brewery's supposed to be opening right. I'd be like. Nope, we got that, pushed back. That day came and, it's and not went. Their, yeah, it's not their fault. It's the freaking codes it's building and codes and all that yeah. stuff that just makes it not very fun. But. Yep, exactly. Oh, so right. soon, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. By hopefully. the end of the year, uh, I'll hopefully. say that. I mean. Once again, we got to throw out a, you know, being a real show with two individuals with families and kids and. Full-time jobs. Full-time jobs and trying to plan a wedding and buy a house and keep the women in our lives happy right stuff happens once in a while but we're gonna Mm -hmm. we're definitely hitting a good streak i feel where we're gonna get some good consistency going and be pumping out some some episodes once or hopefully twice a week that's the big goal is twice a week that's what we need to get to at least to get up a backlog of episodes so that we don't give you guys these we're not having these big breaks and everything in there yeah we can get something out even if you know emergencies or family matters or things like that come up right uh, on location, I'm excited for some on location stuff. Oh hell yeah! Other breweries, I was it was requested that that be the first on location mm-hmm. one, and, and then it's after gonna that be. we'll start branching off with more, yep, more stuff. And that hopefully at that point we'll have video, YouTube, all that stuff going. So then we can also record while we're at those places, because yeah, and then you can experience a little bit more with us. Do a little vlog thing, exactly. But we'll see how it all goes. Hell but yeah! Like always, we couldn't do it without any of y'all. Uh, and we absolutely love you. So please, you know, bug the heck out of everybody. Share us on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Shit. <That laughs> but was on so things are dropping and it startles people. <laughs> but share us on Facebook. Uh, we love every little bit of support that y'all provide us. Hell yeah. We love you. And as always, until we talk to you next time, always remember, smoke a good cigar, drink some good liquor, take care of each other, be good to one another. Take care of yourself, be safe, and we'll talk to you next time. God bless America.